I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome, everybody, to Rapid Fire, a 2A Talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call us or, or send a text on the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. It's 508-444-2120. You can call in live when we record this show, or you can leave a message and we will answer your question live on the air. Please also like us and subscribe, comment, share, and uh, like all of our social media pages, whatever social media platform you prefer. We should be there. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio. Uh, everywhere except for Instagram, we have uh, been deplatformed on our main page on Instagram. So we are CGW underscore backup. That's where you'll find. It. Lots of good content, lots of good specials, lots of good up-to-date, up-to-the-minute stuff. So um, I don't think at this point we're ever getting our entire account restored, unfortunately. So we're stuck with CGW underscore backup on Instagram. Uh, but hope everyone's doing well. There's lots of gun news out there. Um, and unfortunately, some of it's not great gun news. A lot of it is very... Uh, bad news. Um, we've already coming on the heels of this uh, nightclub shooting down in Colorado Springs uh, at this LGBTQ uh, nightclub. And there's more details emerging about the shooter. And I guess he was no stranger to the LGBTQ issues as he has been uh, identified as somebody who is Within that community, it's not someone that went there out of hate for that group of people. So uh, I hope the media does a little bit of backpedaling on that. But even if they don't, um, the, it still remains to be true that this is a someone who is a member of the community. And um, a tragedy, just a tragedy. But I want to point out the heroism of the U.S. Army veteran that actually stepped up and swarmed the shooter and engaged with him because he saved a lot of lives. And unfortunately, a lot of um, a lot of time is spent on the shooter himself and, you know, the guns and everything that uh, happened there. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, U.S. Army veteran Richard Ferrero has been identified as the club patron who took away the Club Q attacker's handgun. He hit the attacker with the, with the gun and beat the attacker with fists and feet. Um, Breitbart News reported Sunday that a patron in Club Q stopped the attack by taking away the hand, uh, the handgun and hitting him with it. And this man did uh, three tours of duty in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. He was a combat uh, veteran. 
which obviously somebody who is a combat veteran understands that violence sometimes is the answer. And uh, it went on to say that um, Fierro indicated that he went into fight mode once the attacker entered the establishment. I just know that I got into the mode and needed to save my family, and that family was at that time everybody in that room. And that's what I was trained to do. I saw him, and I went, and I got him. He took away the attacker's handgun and hit him with it. Then he pinned the attacker to the floor and called on other patron to help in subduing the suspect. And then I uh, told the guy to move the AR, the kid in front of me. He was at his head. I said, move the AR, get the AR away from him. And the kid did it. And then I started wailing on this dude. And I'm on top of him, a big dude. Man, this guy was bigger, and I just kept wailing on him. And that's the thing that people don't understand a lot. Uh, We teach this in our countering the mass shooter threat class in our in our, uh, you know, classes we offer here that if you ever find yourself in this situation that you have to fight with such ferocity, um, you don't have to worry about, you know, excessive use of force. If somebody comes in and is actively trying to shoot and kill people, all bets are off the table. You must do whatever needs to be done to end this threat. And so uh, it, it talks about other people joined in and, uh you know, started to hit the guy and, and et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, they got the guns out of his hands. And, uh, so uh, anyway, um, that is a big round of applause for that guy. Unfortunately, he found himself in a situation where he had to do that, which is, uh, unfortunate. It is the day and age we live in. People, uh, are, you know, wound pretty tight these days. You have to be vigilant. And so as the nation is, you know, still healing and, processing that whole mess you know we we had a situation last night in a walmart where um, a manager turned on some patrons in the i'm sorry some uh employees on the in the break room and killed six uh again a, a terrible terrible situation in chesapeake virginia and uh one of the gun, the gunmen himself uh took his own life afterwards and you know, this This is one of those situations where um, it's, it's very interesting that it's all starting to happen at the same time. There's one after another falling like dominoes. I don't know if it's because of the media giving uh, too much credibility to it and giving these people their 15 minutes of fame. But one thing I will say is it's awful convenient for the gun grabbers in Washington that want to push their assault weapons ban and their agenda. And I'm not saying that there's any conspiratorial uh, effort here on anybody's part, but it's just interesting how it always seems to happen when there's, uh, you know, a push for gun control legislation. We shouldn't be even looking at guns as the problem other than the fact that there's not enough present when this kind of thing goes down, as in a gun-free zone or a gun-free area. Um, or as what New York is trying to push as a sensitive location so that they can ban guns throughout the entire city of New York, um, New York City. But uh, the problem is always the fact that um, these cowards or these mentally ill, deranged maniacs who go and commit these heinous acts of violence are usually going where they know people are going to be unarmed, right? They know People aren't going to be able to defend themselves adequately or, or um, 
most likely won't have a gun. And they're certainly going to ambush in the first place, trying to take catch people off guard. Uh, we know Walmart has uh, store policies, even in constitutional carry states, they have banned the open carry of guns in their store. Um, not that I'm a big fan of open carry, but what message you're telling people is that please don't bring a gun to our store. And so they've made it a policy to not allow open carry in their stores. So, you know, the next logical thing is to not allow guns, period, but they probably don't want to go through the effort of metal detectors and, you know, stop and frisk as you go in the door of a Walmart. But um, the bottom line is this is a terrible tragedy that has happened. And the ink isn't even dry on these news reports and the politicians all are clamoring for uh, to to throw more failed policies at it by saying we need to do more about gun control. Oh, the red flag law didn't work in Colorado Springs. Let's change the red flag laws. Let's add more, you know, language to it. So it's never to say, hey, let's treat mental illness or let's severely punish violent criminals. That's never the answer for some reason. It's always, let's restrict law-abiding gun owners from being able to purchase guns or the gun of their choice in order to defend themselves against said psychopathic attacks. But anyway, we want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. So this week, we have a discount code RIFLE, R-I-F-L-E, RIFLE at capegunworks.com and rapidfireradio.us. You'll get a special discount off your entire online order. And we're still doing $300 equals free shipping throughout the country. So go to capegunworks.com, discount code RIFLE to get your special discount today. And we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. The firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS. Your family safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly talk radio show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Our phone number is 508-444-2120. If you want to be on the show, leave a message or send us a text. The number is the same, 508-444-2120. And the poll of the day is, do you shop for a gun on Black Friday? Find the poll question on rapidfireradio.us or go to the Rapid Fire Radio Twitter page. It's all one word, Rapid Fire Radio, and you will find it. Do you shop for a gun on Black Friday? Uh, 
I know lots of you do because I work Black Friday and it is a phenomenally busy day. It is a lot of fun. I would say it's not like what you see on TV with people beating the doors down at Walmart and, you know, climbing over each other to get the TV or whatever the discounted item is. It is a fun day with people who are in good mood and happy to be here and happy to wait and they're turning line and you know, sometimes I feel bad because the lines get long and I'm like, oh, we'll be right with you. And they're like, don't worry about it. Take your time, you know, and they're just happy to be here shopping. And uh, so anyway, uh, I'd like to know what you think. Uh, do you shop for a gun on Black Friday? Go to the poll at rapidfireradio.us um, or go to our Twitter page and let us know. Um, so before the break, we were talking about the tragic incident that happened at Walmart and we have media outlets and politicians clamoring very, very, uh, you know, loudly and instantly for more gun control. And Joe Biden has been talking about how he signed this most significant gun control package in decades. And uh, yeah, how's that working out for us? It's not working out so good. Um, but the problem really is they never want to fix it. Uh, if they did, you'd you'd see Lori Lightfoot's uh, Chicago you know, in in great shape because it's one of the most gun-controlled areas in the country. But the bottom line is um, it's still one of the most deadly areas in the country as well. And I think it's been 620 people have been killed in Chicago since uh, the start of the year. Uh, yeah, 600, the Sun-Times points out 620 people killed in Chicago from January 1 to November 22nd. Oh, my. Unbelievable. And uh, there's a lot of these crimes are, are gang-on-gang violence, and a lot of the people are out on bail or out on personal recognizance pending their trial of another violent offense. So um, you would think that places like uh, Baltimore and um, Chicago and Detroit and Boston and New York City would be the safest places on earth if gun control really worked. You don't need an AR-15. They would be what Cuba is to the communist. It would be Mecca, right? It would be just, uh, it would be gun control paradise because you could walk down the streets and butterflies would land on your shoulder because you wouldn't have a care in the world because of how restrictive, not to mention Washington, D.C. and L.A. and you know San Francisco, et cetera, et cetera. But the opposite is true. These are oftentimes the most deadly areas in our country. And we were talking about this Walmart shooting, but I want to talk about something that doesn't get a lot of press and doesn't get talked about by politicians. It doesn't get talked about by the mainstream media. And that is when a defensive use of a firearm uh, saves lives. Uh, so there's a good article on ammoland.com uh, today, but it says, um, we know that honest citizens defend themselves with firearms thousands of times a day. That's a true st- story right there. And that's something you never hear about reported in the mainstream media. These defenders also save strangers. What is more unusual is that sometimes those heroic events are reported in the news. Here is how Kelsey Willis saved a five-year-old boy last week in Warner Robins, Georgia. 
What do you do on a weekend? Kelsey Willis, the defender of this tale, is taking his car to Walmart to change the oil on that Sunday. It was about 2 p.m. when Willis and a friend talked to the technician at the auto center. They were distracted by a child's scream coming from the parking lot. They turned and saw an older man forcefully taking a child from the car and pulling him across the parking lot. At first, the defender uh, thought this was a kidnapping, but then he wondered if the adult was taking a child into the privacy of the trees so the child could go to the bathroom, and the child kept yelling in fear. That didn't make sense if they only needed privacy to go to the bathroom. The defender again heard the child yell, Don't beat me! That moved him to follow the boy and the man. The defender later said he got his gun, and it isn't clear if that means he got it from the holster or the truck. The armed defender and his friend ran to follow the older man and the young boy so that they wouldn't lose sight of them. At first, they followed the child's child's screams, and when the two men caught up to them, they found the older man holding the younger boy on the ground with the older man's hands around the boy's neck. The armed defender, Kelsey Willis, ordered the attacker to stop. They pulled the young boy to safety. Other people arrived. They comforted the boy and helped hold the attacker. The news stories are not clear about who called 911 to ask for help. It also isn't uh, clear how long they took for the police to arrive. The police said that the attacker was being held at gunpoint by Willis when they arrived. The boy said his attacker was going to beat him and leave him for the animals. The armed defender was worried that if he'd waited any longer, the attacker would have choked the child cold and the kid would probably be dead. The attacker, 67-year-old... I'm not going to say his name, was arrested and charged with aggravated assault and cruelty toward a child. Early news reports called this a kidnapping, and the child was identified as being five years old and was taken into the county juvenile department for care. Later, the attacker was identified as being related to the child. Reports that I've been told find out uh, did not find... Uh, did not explain how the child and his attacker were related or if the attacker had permission to take the child. We don't even know if the child arrived at the parking lot in the car driven by the attacker. So a lot of unanswered questions. But the state of uh, Georgia is now a constitutional carry state. The defender didn't need a permit to carry a personal weapon or uh, on his body, whether he had a carry permit or not. I bet the defender wishes he had more training so he knew what to do and could have reacted faster. Anyone would. This story is one that goes unreported by the mainstream media because it shows a positive image of law-abiding gun owners using that tool to defend their life and family. It is our responsibility at Ammoland to report these stories to you, the reader. Uh, While we will continue to report these stories, groups like the Crime Prevention Research Center, led by John Lott, are fastidious in studying the use of firearms for self-defense. And yeah, uh, John Lott's done a ton of research and work on this, but... What a horrific experience for this child who's five years old. And shame on the mainstream media for not leading off with this news story that ended in a very good way. Uh, you know, it would be nice to see the headlines sometimes say, oh, we have a wonderful news story to report how a armed citizen, concerned citizen, was able to rescue a five-year-old child from who knows what lay ahead of him. And, uh, you know, police got involved and arrested this guy. Uh, So anyway, uh, tell us what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. And we have a winner to last night's, uh, last week's giveaway, the Defensive Shooting Fundamentals book. Uh, Linda Delane, look for an email from us. Uh, You have won the book by Rob Pincus from the USCCA. And uh, you'll be getting this book 
So hopefully you can stop in or we'll send it to you. Uh, so Linda D, look for an email. And uh, this week we're giving away a sweatshirt. It is a Cape Gunwork sweatshirt. So go to rapidfireradio.us to sign up and win. Go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down a little bit, and you can enter the contest. And it's one of our bring back oldie but goodie sweatshirts. It's got the uh, uh, the Reaper on the back. It is uh, one that we have dusted off and pulled out of the archives. So I'll show it here. And uh, you can tell us what size you want. But anyway, there it is, the Cape Gunworks uh, sweatshirt. So anyway, uh, we got a call right now. So let's go to the phones. Hold on one sec. Hi, my name is Marla from Brewster. I just wanted to comment on um, the person regarding the the no gun zone, uh, where those those three athletes got killed. Um, wouldn't putting a sign up advertising that there's no guns wouldn't that just be an invitation for criminals? It seems like that's kind of idiotic to me to even do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that is there some sort of policy that I'm just wondering? It just seems really dumb to me. It, it is extremely dumb, if you ask me. Uh, and there's a great video. I'll have to find it. I bet you G Webs knows where it is. You can maybe drop it in the link. But there's somebody who actually uh, got these gun-free zone yard signs and went door to door on these people who are for gun-free zones or for, for gun. Uh, their anti-gun agenda and they knock on their doors and they're saying hey we understand you're for you know no guns and all this stuff and they're like yeah 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 we don't want we want to ban guns we want to take them away and restrict people's ability to own their constitutionally protected rights blah 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 i'm injecting that in but anyway and so they say the yard sign says this house is a gun-free zone and so they're like we want to put this yard sign in your uh in your yard to show that you're proudly anti-gun. And I tell you, not a single one of them allowed that gun-free zone sign to be put on their yard. They all said, oh, wait, no, well, that's probably a really bad message. So we're not going to, yeah, I don't want to put that out there. I don't want to give people the thought that I might not have an ability to protect myself. So they're making the argument for why gun-free zones are killing zones while they're purposely uh, promoting this for everybody else. It's not for me, but for the, you know, rules for me, not for thee, and, uh, or rules for thee, not for me. And so anyway, that's uh, an extremely frustrating problem that we have. We protect our children with gun-free zone signs. We protect something as paltry as money with guns, Something as replaceable as merchandise with guns. We protect our politicians, our celebrities, our you know VIPs, the uh, the executives, and yet we put our most prized possession, our most precious resource, our children, in in gun free zones, and say, "Hey, you're not allowed to bring a gun here." Meanwhile, law-abiding, responsible gun owners who go to pick up their children from school or want to go view their, uh, you know, their athletic event or their school after school performance in the choir or the band or whatever the event they're doing, have to disarm themselves when they could be there to protect those that, you know, uh, have no protection. 
And it's just a tragedy that we call these sensitive locations, thinking that criminal, deranged criminal minds are going to care. No, it's actually an attractant. It's like putting a neon sign there saying, come kill us because we're not able to protect ourselves. But anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, If you guys want to buy gift cards online, you can do it now if you go to capegunworks.com slash gift cards to buy the... uh, the system will email you or the person receiving the gift uh, an email that'll be able to redeem that gift card. And that's at capegunworks.com slash gift cards. Everyone loves gift cards, right? Uh, we got Ben DeWalt joining us next, so you don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com. And find us online at facebook.com slash safe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I'm really happy to have in studio with us right now, Benjamin DeWalt, owner of On-Site Firearms Training. And he is here at Cape Gunworks doing a class for us today. How you doing, Ben? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing great, thanks. Awesome. And, uh, what class are you teaching with, uh, for us today? So last night I was here, we do our monthly uh, pistol skill builder. And last night from 6 to 9, we had that. That was sort of open enrollment for whoever wants to come out and, and work some pistol. Today, uh, I'm teaching a carbine class for the staff of Cape Gunworks. Woo-hoo. So I've got seven of your finest employees in there. <laughs> some other employees say that's debatable but uh i've got seven of your employees in there and we're uh we're just running and gunning moving through uh some foundational stuff in the beginning of the day and now i'm starting to add some complexity some complexity to some of the drills and exercises as we progress cool past lunch yeah you know it's sometimes overlooked and you know you think about when you work at a gun store and at a gun store with a with a rifle range or yeah. present like, man, those guys must get to shoot all the time. And we were joking as we walked into to the room here that I go, I probably haven't shot in a month. You know, I haven't done a real video. In <laughs> well, yeah. A month. You're always, you're always, you know, selling and doing the actual job right. uh, to keep the range in the store up and running. And I, I go into shops all the time 
And like, it's one of the things I do is as I travel from class to class, we go from store to store because obviously if you've been to one gun shop, you kind of want to go to all of them. Mm. So I go into these shops and it's a bunch of guys that are working behind a counter and they never get to shoot because they spend all their time behind a counter. So when you get these guys onto the range, you see one of two things. You either see guys that are, have taken the time to make time and learn what they're, you know, what they're selling. And then guys that never get to shoot because they're always working. And the first half of the day, they're struggling just trying to, you know, maintain good, accurate hits. Sure. It's not anybody's fault. I mean, you got to work, you got to work. That's the way it goes. But you know, you don't have the luxury to spend as much time on the range as other people do. So you got to kind of balance it out. Yeah. If you're going to sell guns, I'm a firm believer that if you're going to sell something, you need to know that product as well, inside and out. And you need to know how that product works to make good judgment calls for who should buy what. Right. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's definitely a, um, really important. And uh, so I'm glad that we're taking the time to reward our hardworking staff with a class and uh, the good news is we actually do make time for them to have, you know, range time. And it's funny, some some guys actually go out on their lunch break and shoot, yeah. you know. And other, But every Wednesday morning we have kind of a group mm-hmm. session where whoever wants to come can come. And, you know, I'd say six to eight guys are pretty consistent yeah. coming to that and, um, you know, getting better. Um, but you, you're a busy guy. You've been traveling <laughs> a lot. you got lots of classes. Uh, and the one thing that's cool about you is you got a wide variety of classes. Yeah. Like you don't just specialize in one or two things. What do you have coming up? Uh, I'm on your website here. I was surprised to go on your website and notice that you got an AK class coming up, which yes. is pretty cool. And uh, but what is what is kind of your bread and butter? And then what are you branching out into? And uh, what what are you so? The real bread and butter, the real sort of priority for us is pistol classes. Uh, and that, and the reason for that is if I leave the home, if I leave my house and something happens where I have a problem where I need to defend myself or somebody that I care about, my pistol is my go-to, right? Whenever we do like a rifle pistol class and some people will title their rifle pistol class, oh, it's a primary secondary class or a two-gun class, uh, my primary is always my pistol. Right, so that's the one that we really, really push the most is is pistol class. Uh, you carry a gun, you need to know how to use it better than anything. Like, I've seen people in pistol classes that will tell me, "Ah, oh, you know, I, I'm not so good with pistol, but uh, man, I, I you know, I shoot my rifle really well." And I'll say to them, "Well, which one are you bringing with you to Walmart or Home Depot, and which one are you going to have with you when your life depends on it outside of your house?" Right. That's the one that you need to get really damn good with. Right. Uh, whether you're better with rifle or not, it does not matter. You need to get really good with pistol. Uh, and then our second class, our second probably most popular class, apart from pistol and any variations of pistol, is our shotgun classes. Mm. We run shotgun classes because we really push the idea of shotgun in the home. Mm-hmm. Various ballistic reasons, uh, just reliability, ease of use. Um, so our shotgun class kind of comes second. And then from there, we have a mix of, you know, we've got carbine classes, we've got med classes, we've got knife classes, hand-to-hand classes, and then we've got, you know, variations of each of those, cover concealment with carbine, low light with carbine, low light with pistol, whatever it is. But I would say pistol, number one, shotgun, 
definitely in second place as far as uh, you know popularity and priority, and then kind of an even sort of even till on everything else mm-hmm. thereafter. And you also do some. Uh, I'm looking on your website right now. Uh, you have like a pistol shooting league class or something like we that. We right? just started that. Okay, um, cool. Over the past two years. Uh, we've gotten really, really into the IDPA and a little bit of USPSA, but mostly IDPA. So we've been traveling. You know, I go to my local club has a Tuesday night, and unfortunately, Tuesday night is also the night at a club I teach at in Connecticut. And then Sunday night's another place out in Wilkes Bar, PA. Sometimes we'll we'll bounce around to these different locations and do these matches. And I got to a point where it was like, hey, it's getting cold out. We've got a great indoor range to use by, you know, where we're, where we're located. Let's do our own sort of pistol shooting league or our own sort of pistol shooting, you know, competition on a weekly basis. And uh, that's what that is. So that's something new. See how it goes yeah, if we continue cool. it. We, we do the same thing here. We have a similar type of thing where we do like what we call action pistol league mm. night, you know. Uh, sometimes we'll throw a carbine in there and make it a two-gun type of thing. Right. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's just, you know, it's a lot different than any of the type of training that we do. It's more fun. You know, it's yeah. fun with the gun stuff. And keeping points and checking score and mm-hmm. timers and everything else is a whole new level of shooting that, you know, gets you out behind the gun and gets yeah. you to have some fun with it instead of just work, work, work yeah. all the time. You know, take some pressure off. But um, so... Looks like you're teaching in 14 different states right now currently. Yeah, uh, I'm lucky enough that I've got a great group of people that work with us. Uh, Rachel, Sean, Chris, um, my other buddy Tom, who just came on with us as a med med instructor. Uh, So I can leave home and I can leave like tonight's Wednesday night skill builder in New York. I can leave that in the hands of Sean and I can come up here and I can teach or I can travel around. Um, I still teach most of the classes, but I am slowly sort of relinquishing that sort of OCD control. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> it is. It is. It's very but you got to find good people. You got to find people you can trust so you can walk away and not have to worry about it. And that's, it's taken a long time to really find a good solid crew. And I've got an awesome group of people right now. Yeah. So. It's all, it's the only way to scale. I mean, right. you can't reproduce yourself obviously and um to scale obviously uh how much leeway do you give your instructors like uh, is it a curriculum that comes from you or is it like hey i trust you guys enough you've been through our stuff you know what Mm -hmm. we teach do it your way and make it your own or is it nope this is bullet pointed down the list make sure you hit all these points um you know that type of thing so rachel and i pretty much come up with the with the curriculum, we come up with this is how we teach this, or I should say, this is what we teach. This is the way that we teach it. Um, for the other instructors that are coming in, you know, somebody else, if Sean's running the class, I say, this is kind of the guideline, but you can add your flavor to it, right? Don't teach anything that's going to contradict right. what we teach because then that just confuses people. Right. Uh, we still need to have some sort of, you know, a direction mm-hmm. for for students to to focus on, but but yeah, I give I give them a lot of freedom. I'm just like, hey, as long as it's good, as long as it's solid and it makes sense, 
and it's not some gimmicky crap that you saw on YouTube, um, then cool, let's do it. But it still has to sort of reach that same goal, right? The student still has to learn the same technique with just different flavors to it. Right. So, and when did this become a full time job for you? Uh, right around 2017, I had been working for about six years at a company called Kimber Manufacturing. Who's that? No, uh, <laughs> technically, right now, kind of nobody. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, and I just got tired. I was teaching classes on the weekends. And then I was working Monday through Friday, and I just got to a point in my life where I was like, I'm tired of working for somebody else. I got a good thing going on the weekends, and I just saw this I saw this sort of light coming at me when I was like, man, if I had more time to dedicate what I love to do, I could probably manage to do that and not mm-hmm. have to work for somebody else. So I just kind of one day had like this table flip moment where I was like, F it, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done with this crap. I don't want to work for anybody ever again. Um, and that was like 2017, and I just kind of hit the ground running and have not looked back yet. So you work for yourself, and your boss is a jerk, right? No. <laughs> the wife is the boss. Oh, um, then I won't go there. You know, no, because uh, at the end of the day, I got to answer to somebody, right? right. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But, You're definitely making the world a better place with what you do. I appreciate you, Ben, and you know, you're a regular frequent flyer here. If someone wants to sign up on one of your classes or at Cape Comerts or mm-hmm. abroad, how would they go about doing that? Uh, easiest way to get into classes is to go to our website. It's OFTLLC.us. So OFT stands for On-Site Firearms Training. LLC.us. And then click on the upcoming classes. You'll see classes all over the country on there uh i leave here today i go back to new york for a little bit uh and then i'm headed down to florida in second week of december doing florida south carolina coming back pennsylvania new york connecticut massachusetts again uh it's just a whirlwind of up and down the east coast awesome and we'll drop the link in the chat if you want to jump on his schedule and check it out thanks so much for being here today And we're going to break, but you should go to rapidfireradio.us and check out the latest in rapid-fire gear. Show your Pro 2A by wearing a hat, a shirt, or grab a flag and go to rapidfireradio.us and click on rapid-fire gear. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. 
Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. 508-444-2120 is the number if you want to be on the phone with me today or leave a message or send a text. 508-444-2120. The poll question of the day is, do you shop for a gun on Black Friday? Yes or no? Very simple. Uh, do you go out of your the confines of your home and enter into the concrete jungle and wade through the masses of people looking for a good deal in order to buy that buy that firearm that you've been eyeballing for the last however long you've been <laughs> eyeballing it. And do you bring it home and make yourself happy? Or uh, maybe you're buying that gun for somebody else. But right now the poll is at 50-50. So go ahead and contribute to the poll. Go to rapidfireradio.us and scroll down. Uh, and you'll find the link or go to Twitter and search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, on Twitter to find us and vote. We need your vote. This is important scientific data that we are mining from the metaverse. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> don't forget, we also have a special deal every week a special segment, I should say, on the show that translates into a special deal. And this week's gun of the week is none other. I'm going to hold on one sec while I grab it. Then the Markle Mar Set Me L rifle, which is a very cool gun. We have them in gray and I have them in flat dark earth. I could also special order some other colors for you if you prefer. But um, these are two of the popular colors. The gray one looks really cool. But I have in my hand right now the uh, the flat dark earth one. And these are pretty neat guns. They're, they were in the Spanish military in the late 80s and through the mid-90s. And very rugged battle rifle. Um, it comes with a fixed stock. It comes with backup iron sights that are permanently affixed to the gun and it also has a pick rail welded to the top of the receiver so it's very easy to attach a red dot sight these take the usgi stenang ar-15 magazines uh, which we have a ample supply and pre-bans here in the people's republic of massachusetts but if you live in a free state we have new manufacturer ones as well uh, but this is a great gun and for the money it's you know 16.99 uh, it's already uh, ready to go off the shelf as a mass-compliant gun. Um, pretty rugged, awesome gun, and the, the receivers are all made here in America, and these guns are put together uh, right here in America, so that's why we're able to sell them. Uh, but uh, very, very cool gun. Uh, you know, it's funny. We didn't sell a lot of these over the years uh, until recently. We got a bunch because uh, in the last few years when this assault weapons ban enforcement notice was given down by uh, the Healy administration here in Massachusetts. We've been looking for good alternatives to the AR-15, which, you know, take still have a detachable magazine and take pre-banned AR-15 mags and uh, are a good rifle. So this is one that fits the, fits the 
checks all the boxes, and it's a, a great gun. It's kind of a mid-price range. When you get into the pre-ban ARs, they're right around 3000 bucks. This is kind of in the middle. And then on the lower end, you could get into like a, uh, you know, Caltech. Uh, RDB or something like that for the $1,000 price point or $1,100 price point. But this one's kind of in the middle and a uh, real rugged gun, fun to shoot, low recoil, um, takes AR pre-band mags, and uh, who doesn't want one for their collection, right? Collect them all. Get all the colors. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we think it's a cool gun, and we think you will too. So go to uh, Cape Gunworks. Uh, .com or rapidfireradio.us and click on the gun of the week and then use discount code GOW to get a very special discount off this gun. Um, As always, we give you a special on this uh, for it being featured as the gun of the week. And uh, So yeah, check it out and uh, if you want to check them out in person, come on down to Cape Gunworks but if you want to order it online, we got them in stock so go ahead and do it and use discount code GOW. All right, this is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. I'm Toby Leary. Ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, Born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self defense. And don't forget to enter our giveaway. This week's giveaway is a Cape Gunworks sweatshirt with the Reaper on it, backed by popular demand, so you don't want to miss out on that. Go to rapidfireradio.us or capegunworks.com and scroll down and enter to win. Last week's winner of the Defensive Shooting Fundamentals book level one is Linda D. So look, be on the lookout for an email from us, Linda. You're going to get this book just in time for Christmas, so uh, you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, so make sure you go in and... and uh, enter to win. Don't forget also this week's discount code is rifle. So if you are buying anything online, pump in that discount code rifle and you'll get a discount off your entire order online. And if it's over 300 bucks, you're going to get free shipping. So I'm going to take your questions in this segment. Uh, the chat line is on fire as usual. You guys, I'm really uh, happy that you're following along and uh, putting your questions and comments in there. Um, but Mo says Black Friday at Cape Gunworks is a good time. So you make sure to come on down because uh, Mo said so and uh, you're, you're going to want to do it. Um, but we have um, a question uh, from a new gun owner here. Can I buy a large amount of 9mm ammunition online living in Massachusetts and get that delivered to my house? I know one place you can do that and one place only. Uh, for sure, and that's at capegunworks.com, and make sure you use discount code RIFLE, uh, and you can get it get it delivered to your door. Pretty much any case quantity of ammunition is, is free delivery, uh, but we will deliver it right to your door. Uh, so yes, the answer is yes, if you go to capegunworks.com. Um, 
And Danny went to our range this past weekend, and it was so fun. We're really glad. Um, and thank you guys for all the happy birthday wishes to my mom. Uh, my mom was uh, had her birthday yesterday, which is the same day as Eugene Stoner. So happy birthday, Mom, and happy birthday, Eugene Stoner. Um, also, uh, you know, I think those are two bright spots on the dark past of the assassination of JFK, which was also on that day. Um, so anyway, uh, we don't we don't dwell on the on the negative here. We dwell on the positive. Eugene Stoner and my mom were great contributors to society as a whole. <laughs> uh, contrary to what the media would have you think, uh, the inventor of the AR-15 and the Stoner rifle. Um, plus, I think he has like something like thirty. You are fake news. Maybe sixty-seven. I think I read different patents on firearms. So. Yeah, the man is uh, a genius. So there you have it. Um, tell us what you think. Give us a call or text 508-444-2120. Um, and don't forget our mystery bags are back. So go to the rapidfireradio.us and click on the uh, bug out bag banner. We're going to probably change bug out bag as the name because it's really a mystery bag. That's the fun of it is not knowing what you're getting, but knowing that it's good stuff because we put it in there. And every week I'll have one of my staff members uh, put a bunch of stuff in the bag. There'll always be one that's going to be a regulated item and another one that's not. So, you know, don't buy it if you can't own a firearm. Or if you can't own a firearm, make sure you're buying the other bag that is not a regulated bag. But uh, this week we have two bags, one for 700 and one for 286, um, and they are ready to go. So go to capegunworks.com and click on the bug out bag. But anyway, uh, that's the mystery bag thing that we're doing, backed by popular demand. So um, CNT is chiming in about the story I was talking about at Walmart and said it was even worse for the media because the defender was a black male gun owner. And I'm glad you brought that up, CNT, because. I read something that was great uh, by Colion Noir. If you don't know who he is, he is a Second Amendment advocate or activist, I would say. Um, you can follow him at Mr. Colion Noir, C-O-L-I-O-N-N-I-O-R, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And he reposted this uh, tweet by this group called Call to Activism that on November 21st, they posted a tweet that said... Every black person in America should buy an AR-15 and watch how fast Republicans would ban them. (laughs) I don't even know where to start with that logic, but Colion points out, this is next-level gun control. This is basically what he's trying to explain. We Dems don't want blacks to have AR-15s, so we'll tell the blacks to buy AR-15s. And if the Republicans are as racist as we as we are, they won't want the blacks to have them either. And they'll help us ban blacks from having uh, them proving we don't want blacks to have them, which is all crazy. But that's exactly the logic of what this is. Uh, he goes on to say, in my years of 2A as a 2A advocate, I've heard and seen this smooth brain argument tons of times. This argument is really disgusting when you think about it. It's literally saying we're just as racist as we claim they are. But since we're nicer about it and pat you on the head, you should vote for us and all of our policies. Essentially, you don't want your do you want your racism subtle or overt? 
uh, just like when Joe Biden told, uh, uh, I don't know, remember the podcast, that black vot- voters ain't black if they're considering Trump. This tweet is also saying that if you're pro-2A, you're not really black because blacks only vote Democrat and Democrats aren't pro-2A. This is nothing more than a subtle threat of racial ostracization. And I, I would like to point out that J- Joy Behar used this same argument on The View. Um, she She was talking about it. Go ahead and play that cut. Oh, by the way, but let me set this up uh, because not, she actually had a guest on that was making a very intelligent argument uh, for why black people should be able to own guns. And go ahead and then Joy Behar opines from uh, her ivory tower, pun intended. Maybe not. The Republican Party already has said many of them that taking those AR-15s off the market is a no, no okay, starter. Let me just say this it's all about the guns, right? Can I just say this real quick as a gun owner? Yeah. There are people in this country that genuinely own guns and just do so for the same reason that we all sit up. An AR-15? No, let me tell you. Okay, let me give you a story. There's a man in Connecticut that watched his neighbor have a home invasion and watched his whole, their whole family get killed. He built his own AR-15 because Connecticut won't let you buy them, but you can abide by rules that allow you to build them. And then he has one in his house to protect his family because he never wants to see that happen again. He is a black man. It's odd. Most AR-15 owners are former military, okay. 35 plus Let me and married. One more so that's all I'm saying okay. is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. All right. So what was it she said there? Wait until the black start, black people start buying guns and then they'll ban guns. If this isn't the most overt racism ever, you know, and people are applauding her. Like she said something uh, intelligent right there. It's unbelievable. She is projecting her own racism by saying, wait until blacks buy guns or black people buy guns and then we'll be able to ban guns insinuating that the republicans are 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 the racist ones that want to make sure nobody well i hate to bring this up but uh in our history gun control's roots are in preventing black people from owning guns that is the root of gun control especially after slavery when uh free men were out of the bondages of slavery and Racist Southern Democrats, mostly, wanted to make sure that they couldn't own a gun. And so they they basically enabled gun control and said it, some of it was very, very uh, – you look at Supreme Court justices that talked about it. It, it was unbelievable. They would say, um, you know, we got to make sure that black people don't own guns. They were just that obvious about it. But anyway um, – We'll talk about that on the other side. Um, guys, I want to thank you for listening to this first segment and tuning in. Remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So you want to tune in to rapidfireradio.us, and you can always call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. So go to rapidfireradio.us and ask questions and check out some of our online content. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. Stay tuned, or we'll see you next time, whichever you choose. We hope you join us for the second hour. God bless. I'm Toby Leary.
May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level, it can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cohort was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything you work for taken away. Cohort was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he had worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. Constitutional carry has become all the rage these days. Apparently, the mainstream media has gotten all over this term, and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it. It does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, none of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. You will be held accountable for your actions, as every responsibly armed American should be. So make sure you get the proper training and you know your laws so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And you can like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks, wherever you might find your social media Except for Instagram, uh, we are CGW underscore backup. I would love to open up again on as Cape Gunworks on Instagram, but that's not going to happen. Uh, so CGW underscore backup. 
is where you'll find all of our content on Instagram. So please like, share, subscribe, comment, and uh, tell your friends, neighbors, loved ones, and enemies about us. Shout it from the rooftops, and we'll uh, continue to be able to be on there. Um, I appreciate everybody listening and commenting, and we're going to jump into your uh, questions and comments in just one minute because I wanted to uh, follow up on that gun control is, in fact, racism, as uh, we were talking about, and that kind of lit up the chat a little bit, and a couple of our listeners have agreed that uh, they're, you know, the Second Amendment community is very strong, and especially throughout all races and colors and creeds and people. And I think it's awesome uh, that, you know, the 2A community around us that comes in this place is incredibly diverse, and I'm very proud of that. Uh, and Richard points out that we're all brothers and sisters as Americans, especially in the 2A community. Color is irrelevant. We're all Americans. I love that, what you said there, Richard, because... So many times they want to compartmentalize us by our race, by our gender, by our, you know, religion, by our economic status, by where we live, by, you know, it's just ridiculous. They're always trying to compartmentalize. And Americans are Americans. I don't care where you live, what, who you vote for, what color you are, what your name is. Uh, I think Americans, I, I would love to see the, uh, pronouns, if you will, go away, uh, you know, African-American or uh, Native American or, uh, you know, white American or Hispanic American. Why? Why do we have to say all that? Why can't we just say American? Um, <laughs> and for years before it was cool to do this uh, by certain politicians trying to get into Ivy League schools, I used to joke that I'm a Native American. I'm as white as they come. I'm, I'm from... England, uh, you know, my family is from uh, England and Ireland, and I'm just about translucent when you look at me, right? <laughs> my wife says I glow in the dark. Uh, <laughs> but I used to say I'm Native American. I was born here, for crying out loud. I was born in America. How more Native can I get? And so, uh, you know, and Native Americans or American Indians are definitely Americans. Why do we have to compartmentalize everything? But um, not to get political, and I know some people are proud of their uh, heritage and whatever, and that's cool. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm not trying to say uh, we shouldn't uh, celebrate the diversity of that, but I also uh, feel that it's silly to to just segregate us by uh, some sort of name or title or um, skin color. I think that's the opposite of what uh, Martin Luther King had worked so hard for when he said, uh, you know, I long for the day when we're judged by the content of our character and not the color of our skin. And that to me is the essence of America. Like we are the land of opportunity. We are the that bright city on a hill that, um, you know, the rest of the world can look to as a beacon for hope because it doesn't matter if you're black, white, red, green, yellow. Uh, you, you know, anyone can succeed. Anyone has the ability to uh, to, um, you know, climb or, or pursue happiness however they deem uh, appropriate. So anyway, tell me what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. And don't forget to enter our free giveaway this week. Go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down, enter to win. This week's winner, Linda, is getting the book, 
defensive shooting fundamentals level one, and you could win a Cape Gunworks uh, Reaper sweatshirt. It's a hoodie pullover sweatshirt, and it's backed by popular demand. So there you go. Uh, Breaking news. Yeah, I would love to announce next week that you are the winner. So uh, we'll pull it on next week's show. John Crump has a really uh, good article on Nassau County, New York, um, about Nassau County, New York. Uh, and uh, it goes on to say in this MOLand.com article, uh, the area around New York City is known for being anti-gun. But Nassau County's latest move takes gun control to a whole new level. Nassau County has suspended a pistol permit and confiscated a citizen's firearms for calling 911 when her life was threatened and not reporting the call to the Nassau County Police Department uh, pistol license section. So a woman living in the county who doesn't wish to be named purchased a handgun right before the start of COVID. I'm going to scroll down. uh, Fearing for her life, she called 911 and the police responded, took care of the incident. Um, And then uh, soon after, the New York State passed a, the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, which added roadblocks to getting a carry permit. And uh, gone, gone was the proper cause clause, but the state added good moral character clause. And the state also started requiring, get this, that they that applicants turn over three years of social media, take 18 hours of training, give character references, and places like Nassau County also added a drug test. Uh, to the application. Uh, Several lawsuits are challenging this constitutionality. um, But anyway, this is the good part, right? So if you ever needed to call 911, there's an obscure law that says um, you need to talk to the NCPD pistol license section within three days and failure to do so could lead to the revocation or suspension of a person's pistol permit as statue, uh, the statute reads, any incident involving a licensee where there is police response, whether it involves the licensee or any other resident or guest in their home or place of business, this includes police response to any location that is non-domestic, whereby a licensee is the subject, witness, or third party involved. The licensee is responsible for making proper notifications to the NCPD pistol license section. The licensee is not to assume that other law enforcement agencies will make this necessary notification on the licensee's behalf. And failure to make a timely and properly uh, and proper notification in the aforementioned circumstances may be cause for the suspension and or revocation of pistol license. So when the NCPD found out that the woman seeking a concealed carry permit because she feared for her life did not notify the NCPD pistol license section of her 911 call, they promptly stopped the background investigation and suspended her pistol permit. They proceeded to confiscate her firearms, including long guns. The victim is now disarmed and tells Amoland News that she is considering moving from her childhood home because she fears for her life. And police say she can get her guns back in six to eight months. Fresh off their Supreme Court victory in New York, uh, the NYSPSA, uh, the Bruin case, the, the gun rights group is aware of the situation but would not comment because of the potential for future litigation against the NCPD's policy. Unbelievable how... If you fail to do some administrative task, your constitutional rights can now be suspended in Nassau County, New York. 
Welcome to dystopian times, folks. That is unbelievable. Good luck seeing that. Let's see if that'll stand in the in the court uh, system. But anyway, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, yep, you still have to ask permission. But we have regularly scheduled classes, including ladies only and couples classes, January 21st. So sign up at capegunworks.com and you too can become a licensed gun owner in Massachusetts. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. The phone number here is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. Call, text, or leave a message. And the poll of the day is, do you shop for a gun on Black Friday? You can go over to uh, twitter.com and scroll down or type into the search, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word. Find us on Twitter and go ahead and vote or go to rapidfireradio.us and you can go ahead and enter in. And currently we're running about 66% say no, 33% say yes. Um, and But go ahead and make your voice heard over at uh, Twitter and we will, or at rapidfireradio.us and we'll post the search, we'll post the results here. Uh, we'll talk about it throughout the hour. So anyway, um, GWEBS has posted a good resource about uh, to help understand and track how all gun control is racist. And uh, Tony Simon also, as one of the uh, people in the chat, G23, uh, says that gun control equals racism, and I would agree with that 100%. Uh, but if you're on the chat, you can see the link there that uh, GWEBS uh, put up, and I will try to find it. It's at MinutemanUniversity.com under the resources and firearms law in the USA. Owning a gun and gun control is racist. So if you go to Minuteman University, you can search that and you'll find it. He has a really good resource about all the racist uh, history of gun control and going all the way back to pre-revolution. This looks like an exhaustive resource. Um, So I'm going to have to check that out. It's awesome work there, GWEBS, as usual. Um, so MinutemanUniversity.com. And uh, he's asking for what's missing and incorrect. He's putting it out there for us to kind of audit what he's put up and what they've researched. And so 
Uh, if you have something to add, you can you can comment on that. Um, yeah, so let's see. We're jumping back on the chat. Uh, can a friend, Richard wants to know if a friend can email, can mail me an AR lower and I build it and register it in Massachusetts? No. Um, uh, AR lower is a regulated item that would have to get shipped to an FFL. And unfortunately, there's way too much gray area for me to recommend that somebody uh, tries to get a modern AR lower in Massachusetts. There's definitely shops selling them. They are an unregulated item as far as the state level is concerned. But due to the Maura Healy um, enforcement letter, the question of whether you can build that into a gun is very ambiguous, and I would not want to see you put in a government cage because of something I said. There's lots of people doing it, and uh, no one has really cracked down on it. Uh, so I don't know if it ever will, or if it's just under the threat of being put in a government cage uh, that people, uh, you know, are not doing it. But there are people who are doing it. Uh, but I would just say, play it safe, get a pre-ban. Um, or get a fixed mag, or get something totally different. There's some great alternatives. I was just out in the shop earlier today, and someone was picking up one of those CZ Bren 2s. That's a great one. Or the gun of the week that we had, which is the uh, Set Me L. You can also get a Caltech RDB. You could get a CZ. Um, I already mentioned the CZ Bren 2. Uh, you could get like a um, uh, Robinson Armament XCR L which would be a good alternative. We just got uh, the M&M M10Xs in 7.62x39 that take AK mags. They're a great little hybrid between an AR and AK. I got a whole bunch of those in. Uh, they're factory reconditioned ones, so they're pretty cool. Um, and I have them in the competition length and the shorter handguard as well. Uh, the other one I really like is the uh, IWI Ace that take the AR mags, so they have the 5.56 Ace by IWI or the Tavor or the Springfield Hellcat. There's lots of good options now. So just because they've banned the AR-15, which obviously is the is the rifle everybody wants, um, it is America's rifle. That is probably the most popular um, modern sporting rifle out there. Uh, but you don't have to get an AR-15. Even if you get like a, a, the most recent ones we built out for sale in the shop was the Brownells BRN 180, uh, which are awesome. They're, they're pretty cool. They're a piston driven gun that takes AR mags, but they are definitely not an AR 15. Uh, same idea along those lines are the SIG MCX, uh, which have all AR style controls, but are not an AR 15. So there's good alternatives to the AR-15 here in Massachusetts. So anyway, um, if you want to protect yourself, get a double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. Thank you for that sage advice. Um, cause that is the responsible thing to do. You just fire two blasts, right? Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> KP points out there are two races in America, politicians and non-politicians. I would say you're 100% right on that. Uh, and that would be two classes of people too, right? The ones with rules for thee and not for me. And I live in a high-walled community with security guards that you pay for. And 
you know, meanwhile, I want to disarm the serfs. I want to disarm the, uh, the peasantry and make sure that, uh, I can continue to do what I want. Uh, but anyway, um, New York doesn't deserve the Statue of Liberty anymore. Move it to Texas. Davey points out. That's a good idea. I'd like to see that initiative. Um, and do we have any of the new SARS that made the roster and how much? I don't know, Jorge, if we've got those yet, uh, but they're cheap and cheerful. Um, I know we have them on order. Uh, if we don't have them, they'll be in very, very soon. Uh, I know they're pretty cool guns from what I read. There's a hammer-fired and a striker-fired version. Um, but anyway, there you go. Uh, let's see. 500 says, if you're a criminal, New York is the perfect place for you. Uh, unfortunately, because the only ones that should be armed are armed. Punish violent felons, not tools. Yeah, it is... Um, the land of opportunity, if you're a criminal, I'll, I'll just say that, uh, because they have soft on crime, revolving door. It's the land of opportunity for you. Um, but anyway, uh, Jorge's wondering if we're able to buy 80% lowers. Yeah, just like I said about the regular lower, it's there's no mass law that would regulate you or prevent you from buying them. The real question is, can you build them into a gun? And I uh, saw an earlier question, how do I do an SBR? So if you have a gun that's a rifle, um, you can SBR it on a Form 1. That's the easiest way to do it in Massachusetts. Uh, so whatever gun you own now, if you want to make it into an SBR, uh, you apply. You can go do the Form 1 on the E-Forms of the NFA branch of the ATF. You can go right online and do it. There's a whole bunch of people that are going to have to do this pretty soon if they're going to comply with the pistol brace uh, situation that is um, looming at us. It's staring us down the... You're, we're staring down the barrel, so to speak, of uh, government threats uh, of incarceration or criminal charges if you don't comply with their rule change. And this is a situation where the ATF has changed the rules yet again for like the fourth or fifth time as it concerns uh, pistol braces, a stabilizing brace when it's attached to a pistol. So the ATF has reversed course and now calls them a short-barreled rifle, which it probably is if you think about it, if you're short, if you're shouldering it. But it also invalidates the NFA, if you ask me. Instead of like making it harder for people to own these, why don't they just throw up the red, the white flag and, of surrender and say, yeah, this was a dumb idea to tax people in the first place, especially when you can own an AR pistol with no brace or no stabilizing uh, stock of any type with a short barrel. And if concealability is the, is the issue at hand, you would have to ban AR pistols altogether, but obviously that wouldn't fly. So it's not really a concealability issue. So what are we trying to accomplish here? Just another tax scheme to to soak people out of 200 bucks if they want a short-barreled rifle or an AR pistol with a brace on it? Uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It proves the impotency of the NFA and how silly it really is, and all it is doing is regulating good people. Uh, because it's not doing, it's not accomplishing anything other than 
soaking you for $200 and, and burdening you with all kinds of other legal implications about like leaving the state and who has a right to possess it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the NFA should be done away with, if you ask me. Just do away with the whole thing. But what do you think about that, uh, 508-444-2120? Do you think the NFA is doing a good job of regulating our constitutional right to keep and bear arms? And in some cases, the uh, ATF's argument is that it's not a bearable arm anyway, like suppressors. They're saying, oh, you know, this whole dogfight that's happening in Texas with the made-in-Texas suppressors, that made-in-Texas suppressors that stay in Texas aren't subject to the NFA because they're not part of interstate commerce, so therefore the feds don't have any jurisdiction over them whatsoever. So Texas is really digging their heels in on this and good for them as they should um and the atf is also digging their heels in and saying hey if you make a a texas suppressor and you think it's not subject to the 200 dollars tax we're telling you we're going to enforce this so we're going to see where this all plays out there's legal battles heating up about that and um but the atf has worn out its welcome especially around the nfa uh it is a tax scheme that uh, is taxation without representation. It should be done away with. It should go away, as far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as a lot of people are concerned. Uh, I think there's a lot of politicians that would agree. And uh, we'll see if that ends up getting anywhere because it's absolutely ridiculous. A lot of politicians are also talking about expanding the NFA registration to AR-15s. They're saying anyone who buys a, uh AR-15 should be have to pay a $200 tax and be put on the nfa registry so anyway let me know what you think um don't forget you can buy gift cards online if you go to capegunworks.com slash gift cards to buy a gift card and the system will email you or the person receiving the gift card go to capegunworks.com slash gift cards everyone loves gift cards on the holidays especially if it's the cape gunworks all right we will be right back you're listening to rapid fire Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And 
If you want to be a part of the show, make sure you give us a call, 508-444-2120, or shoot us a text, same number, 508-444-2120. You can also leave a message, and we will play it next week if you leave a message. All right. Anyway, getting back to your comments on the chat, um, it's been fast and furious today. Uh, Not to give you a bad pun um, from a horrible ATF operation gone bad uh, under the Obama administration with Eric Holder, uh, Operation Fast and Furious, which, by the way, I'm still reading the book. I'm not obviously the fastest reader on earth because I'm so distracted and I read so much, so many other things, but um, a really good book uh, by Mike Deddy uh, called Operation Wide Receiver, how the ATF's gun marking strategy uh, schemes, you know, this was the first ones in Tucson that ended up leading to Operation Fast and Furious, um, went down and boy, talk about getting your blood boiling, but um, don't ever let the media or politicians lay the blame at your feet for spreading guns into the hands of criminals as a responsible law-abiding gun owner. Uh, The ATF has certainly done more to put guns in the hands of Mexican drug cartels than anybody uh, on earth. (laughs) They have really uh, put thousands and thousands of guns into the hands of Mexican drug cartels, which have led to the death of uh, Border Patrol agent uh, Brian Terry, and um, not to mention uh, El Chapo, when he was arrested, had guns that were sold during that whole operation, Fast and Furious. And they did that whole operation to lay the blame squarely at the feet of FFLs along the border. And, man, what a scheme. If that didn't get exposed, uh, I'm sure the media would have loved to tell the story how Gun dealers are selling guns to cartel members that ship them across the state, uh, the border. And yeah, it's just a mess, a uh, total mess. But thank you, ATF. You you know, they should have cut off funding to the ATF as soon as that whole thing went out, came out. They should have said, you know what, you're done. Uh, we're going to pull your uh, three-letter agency authority. And this was a bad idea from the start. I think ATF just had its... 50th anniversary, if I'm not mistaken, like in the last day or two. It might even be today. I can't remember. I saw something about it. And uh, Firearms Policy Coalition did a a really funny post about it. And they actually reposted the ATF's website that shows where you can buy gifts and trinkets and memorabilia, like a mug and a shirt and all this stuff. And then they put into it, uh, as you're adding stuff to the cart, that you could add the always shoot the dog book training manual for the ATF agents, you know, to always shoot the dog uh, as part of the stuff you can buy off the ATF merchandise website. But um, yeah, so anyway, I think 50 years was long enough for an agency that has done a lot of harm in this world as far as I'm concerned, uh, not to mention tons of other gun walking strategies that have been domestically done. Uh, that have just armed gangs and uh, evil criminal, career criminals. So there you go. 500 says, if you're a violent criminal that murdered 35 people in cold blood, uh, 
shouldn't be let alive, let alone on the street. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, you know, that's the problem is we have no stomach these days for prosecuting violent criminals. We like to give them the second chance. We like to give them, let them out on their own personal recognizance. Let them out on, you know, look at the guy uh, who was um, shot the three football players at UVA. Um, he, a year prior, had been convicted of misdemeanor gun possession charges. Um, I don't know what the ins and outs of that were all about. Uh, then also the guy who shot the um, up the nightclub at the uh, in Colorado Springs year prior had um, gone ahead and threatened his mom with a bomb, and they had to empty the entire neighborhood. They basically. Uh, you know, made everybody leave the neighborhood. And so the the point of that is uh, he's a guy who's on the radar of law enforcement, obviously plans to use violence against many people if he's threatening with a bomb. He is either needs to be mentally committed for psychiatric evaluation against his will or he needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law possible and locked away. Not one year later, he's out with a gun and able to shoot up a nightclub. That's tragic. Um, so anyway, um, Aaron says, I'm building a Keltec Sub-2K and was wondering if I carry in a pack backpack, do I have to have a trigger lock on it? Isn't it like concealed carry? We had Keith Langer on to talk about this. And basically, in Massachusetts anyway, if you're out with a long gun, it needs to be unloaded, locked, and cased. Um, you can't like carry it around like a pistol, unfortunately. So it does need to be locked um, with a some sort of trigger lock or cable lock. Um, it isn't like concealed carry where you could have it loaded and staged and ready to go, unfortunately. so. Uh, but I did just talk to a guy who was interested in building an AR pistol in like a seven and a half inch barrel length, which obviously in this state, unless you're law enforcement, you need to have a fixed mag pistol. Um, but he wanted something with a little more firepower than his everyday carry that he could put in a backpack. And I guess that would certainly uh, fit the bill because um, A, you can have a folding stock or a collapsible stock because it's a fixed mag. It can't, can't be considered an assault weapon. And, you know, then... Uh, you have a short barrel, like a seven and a half inch barrel, uh, or something to that effect, um, and the magazine's fixed in the gun, so you can have all that good stuff. And it's a pistol, so uh, not a stock. I mean, a folding brace or or even just a pistol buffer tube. That might be the shortest configuration. Um, I know uh, there's a couple of companies out there that make a truncated bolt carrier group as well that have a reduced length. Uh, buffer tube so that you can really have like a two and a half inch buffer tube on that and really reduce the overall length of your AR pistol. Or you could get some sort of, um, you know, like the BRN 180 type of design with a SBR. And um, as long as it's a fixed bag, not a, not a SBR, but a fixed mag, then you could have a pistol version of it in Massachusetts and have it as like a truck gun, backpack gun, go to work gun, that because it's not a rifle, you wouldn't 
you technically need to lock it up the same way. It would have to stay in your direct control or be unlocked and, I mean, unloaded and locked up. So anyway, a lot of nuance to that, a lot of uh, craziness. But anyway, um, all the hoops we got to jump through. So yeah, that's the way, way it works here in Massachusetts. But you definitely can't carry around a rifle like you can a pistol. Um, Smeggy's saying, I hope that bill passes that takes SBRs off the NFA. I would agree. Um, SBRs, SBSs would be taken off the NFA, and that would be a good place to start. Um, so there you have it. Uh, 500 saying, don't give them any ideas. Uh, if short rifles were dangerous or risky, AR-15 and AK-47 pistol proves that incorrect for decades now. We are at a time when the NFA has never been at risk of being removed. Um, yeah, uh, I agree. Um, the NFA has never been questioned up until recently, if you ask me. Um, we have to keep pushing and force them to explain why the NFA is needed. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, Dave, he's saying you might as well just drill the third hole in your AR pistol. I wouldn't do that yet. Um, the NFA is a complete joke, unfortunately, and the joke is on us. I agree. Um, they want to put handguns on the. They wanted to put handguns on the NFA back when they were writing it. You're right about that. Uh, that was uh, pretty radical back in the 30s when they when they did that. And think about what that tax was like in the 30s. That NFA tax was 200 bucks in the 30s, which is equivalent to about seven or eight thousand dollars to today's money. Um, so that's why it just didn't exist until fairly recently. Like even in the 80s, spending 200 bucks for a suppressor or a short-barreled rifle or short-barreled shotgun, people did it for machine guns, but they just didn't do it for other reasons because 200 bucks was punitive. It was a, it was still a ridiculous amount of money uh, up until recently. Nowadays, people are like, oh, I'm already spending a couple grand on a gun. I'll spend the extra 200 bucks to put a you know short barrel on it. But um, which I am one of those people. I have done that. Uh, but frankly, those guns end up just kind of becoming safe queens and maybe range toys. But uh, they don't, you, you can't take them out of state. You know, a lot of people um, don't use them as their primary defensive weapon and take them out of the house very often because of the complexity of it all. So it's just um, one of those things that ends up just restricting our constitutional rights as American citizens. So uh, let's see. If Republicans weren't so spineless, SBRs and SBSs and mufflers would have been off the NFA decades ago. Uh, I agree. And um, I think there is new... um, There's definitely politicians who want to see them taken off the NFA roster. Not to mention um, when... Jared from Guns and Gadgets did a good video on this. Uh, the fact that in December we're going to have this amnesty period open up for all the people who have ARs or braced pistols, if you will, that they're either going to have to remove the brace or they're going to have to file for NFA paperwork as a short-barreled rifle. And there's all these things you got to do. you got to take pictures of the gun, the serial number, submit your fingerprints, photographs, blah, blah, blah. And there's this form that the feds fill out. And if you meet all the criteria, then it'll be approved. If you don't, you're going to be put on some list of having this contraband item. And, you know, what's going to happen then? Uh, or 
you're going to have to be forced to surrender your legally and lawfully purchased items uh, that they just changed their mind on the, you know how it's going to be enforced, even though it was perfectly legal at the time when you bought it. Uh, but he brings out a good point that there's anywhere from 30 to 40 million of these braces that have been sold either on a gun from a factory configuration or a loan that people have put on an AR pistol or an AK pistol or some other various, you know, form of uh, pistol. And if you were to calculate the time necessary that it takes to currently process a Form 1 or a Form 4 and extrapolate that to the 40 million that exist, that's we're talking decades of time that it would take to process all of those forms. Decades. So how is this making society safer, by the way? And B, how is it a good use of government's time? Now, granted, I don't mind giving government busy work because then they're not out doing the real harmful work of restricting your rights as (laughs) as an American. But on the other hand, uh, this is just, you know, they're going to have to hire people just to process these forms and probably translate into billions of dollars of cost to the American taxpayer. Also, that the ATF can continue to write law as a as a three letter government agency. But anyway, we'll talk about that on the other side. Uh, it's back, though. Cape Gunworks is hosting another AR rifle build class on saturday january 28th we will walk you through the process to build your own ar-15 step by step go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar today we have a special manufacturer's rep from bowden tactical that'll be part of the class and you don't want to miss it you will build your very own fixed mag ar here in massachusetts and you'll be able to register it and shoot it and test fire it on the day of the class so Anyway, we'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. The firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, a weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We're glad you're here and joining us, and we want to remind everyone to go to rapidfireradio.us and enter to win. Last week's giveaway was a Defensive Shooting Fundamentals book, Level 1, and Linda D1. And if you want to win this week's giveaway, which is the Cape Gunworks 
Reaper sweatshirt. It's the hoodie. Tell us what size you want. You'll get it if you win. Uh, So go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down, and enter to win. Uh, We'll pull the winner on next week's show. Don't forget, this week's discount code is also RIFLE. So you can use that at checkout off your entire order. Um, And our poll question of the day is, do you buy a gun on Black Friday? Yes or no? And it's still currently hovering at 66% say no, uh, 33% say yes. Um, But go ahead over to our Twitter page, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, and cast your vote. Let your voice be heard. Um, This is very scientific poll collecting data for us here at Cape Gunworks. No, I'm just kidding. We already know a lot of you do, and those who don't, uh, you may or may not be lying because we see how many people come in on Black Friday and buy guns. But anyway, maybe you're waiting for Small Business Saturday or Cyber Monday or some other time that we offer great deals. But Black Friday's turned into one of the biggest days of the year for us. Um, so anyway, uh, that's what you get. Um, but just to complete the thought and close out the loop on those uh, braced pistols, CNT says uh, if you have a braced pistol that the AFT says is an SBR, they will want you to turn in your gun. This registration is a trap. And Davey says it's a trap. They're going door to door, the braced pistols. It could be, but they need a lot of agents to go door to door because there's 30 to 40 million of them. Uh, so that could get very scary. Uh, and Chris also says that they know it's a good way to register millions of firearms. That's probably more the way of looking at it is they're like, hey, we got this many millions of guns. Let's register them all by uh, by saying, you know, you, you got to register them, blah, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. So who knows? That, that could be uh, exactly you could be a good, you know, onto something there. Um, but anyway – what do you have to say about it? Call us if you want, 508-5444-2120. Uh, that's 508-444-2120. And uh, make your voice heard. You can leave us a message or send us a text. And uh, I am getting an a request for dropping the link on the poll in the chat, which I'm going to do right now if I can multitask. Um yeah, that's a good question. All right. So uh, G-Webs is wondering if there's web deals for those of us who are out of state on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Yes, absolutely. We will definitely have a lot of specials going on all weekend. Um, so you want to check in. And it's a little unfortunate that we didn't end up getting, uh, oh, we have the Black Friday deals are live on the website right now. So you can go check all that out. Um, go ahead and drop that link right in there. And uh, you'll be able to check it out now. It's already live. We're, we've leaked it out. Oh, yeah, it's 10 minutes till closing. So uh, today's the day. But anyway, uh, looking forward to a great time with family over the week weekend. And uh, also uh, Thanksgiving time is always a great time of year. I love it. It's one of my favorite holidays. And uh, hopefully you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving, too. Uh, Before we go, um, I want to talk about one other thing to get you guys thinking about your Thanksgiving conversation. So you want to stay tuned. 
but make sure you use discount code GOW for the gun of the week. This week's the Marco Mar Set Me L. You're going to get a special discount on it. We have them in flat dark earth and gray, and they're awesome guns. I talked about it in the first hour, so you want to check it out. Um, go to rapidfireradio.us and click on the gun of the week button banner and you'll get your gun of the week at a very special discount so g-o-w that's consistent every week for the gun of the week and we'll be right back this is rapid fire ammunition is 100 this is where the american ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas that's federal ammunition Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Um, getting back to your questions here in the chat. Uh, but before we do that, I just wanted to talk about something. Um, Tom Knighton has a really good article on bearing arms uh, that I just wanted to read you the high points on. And he talks about, here we are in the aftermath of yet another mass shooting. Once again, people are tripping over themselves to blame guns and gun rights for what transpired and to... Uh, uh, router their continued calls for gun control. Um, most who do so are nameless voices in the echo chamber of their own social media. Some take the broader internet and voice their opinions. We already know what the politicians and mainstream media do. Uh, unfortunately for them, they simply don't know what they're talking about. Most days there's an alert on my phone about the Washington, D.C. police are posting an update on the latest shooting at the U.S. Capitol. Shots fired, arrest the suspect, transfer the victims to the hospital. It's absolute madness. What a way to live. But then look at the stats. It's truly amazing and an all-American problem. Yes, there are mass shootings elsewhere. The horror of the events in Thailand just a few weeks ago is a reminder of that. But America's problem with guns stands alone. Now, to be fair, that's not completely untrue, but it's an incomplete picture at best. Listen to this. When guns are available to law-abiding, some bad people will get guns. They get them anyway, of course, as we've seen in mass shootings all over the world. After all, to say nothing of a much lower level violence committed with guns, but it makes sense that they'd be able to steal more guns if there are more guns to steal, and certainly America leads the way on uh, gun ownership in the world. Yet America's problem with guns pretends that without guns would simply become a more peaceful place, and that is simply not true. For example, if you eliminated every single homicide carried out with a firearm and were, to ha- and were to stupidly assume that the killers wouldn't have used any other weapon, we'd still have a homicide rate greater than anywhere in Europe. And you can't convince me that no one would have just switched a knife or some other weapon uh, to kill someone if they didn't have a gun. The problem is that most people aren't familiar with these numbers. They don't know this fact. They hear the media say that our gun homicide rate is higher than Europe's and never dig any deeper. They accept that the problem is that shootings are higher than everywhere else in the world and never understand that the issue is our violence is greater than anywhere else, period. 
Some have even outright rejected the notion that Americans are more violent than anywhere else, despite the evidence to the contrary. Of course, with this writer, they also appear to believe that all of our gun deaths are accidents. This writer wrote, uh, this year, nearly 40,000 Americans have been killed in gun-related accidents, including accidental killings and suicides. Wow. Well, that's it. Well, there's something. In fairness, it's entirely possible that the writer meant to write incident instead of accident, and autocorrect changed it. Of course, the editor should have caught that and at least questioned it. If there was no editor, it's safe to say that there wasn't any fact-checking go on, going on either. Of course, when you're pushing a gun control, fact-checking is just letting reality get in the way of a good narrative. Um, I couldn't agree more, uh, Tom. This is the way it goes out there. They love to pump uh, that you know these statistics. But if you take out the fact that uh, take all gun-related homicides uh, or gun-related deaths out of the picture, we're still a very violent nation We with feet, hands, fists, bats, knives, and we never call for the ban on those things. Why? Because it's obvious. It doesn't make sense. You need to treat the uh, criminally insane. You need to prosecute the criminal. And some cases, it's the same result. The criminally insane gets locked away the same way as the, the criminal should be. But unfortunately, we put the kid gloves on. We have no stomach for prosecuting violent felons and career criminals in this country. And we let them out. We have a revolving door policy of soft on crime in our inner cities and in our communities. And then we like to blame the inanimate object. Uh, it's a, it's a well-worn road to bad decision making and to unfruitful results where we all want to see violence reduced in our cities. We all want to see violence reduced in our communities. Uh, But until we strike at the root of the problem, uh, guns should never come up for debate. It's like banning uh, cars because of a drunk driving epidemic. Uh, Well, A, we should just lock away the drunk drivers forever, right? If that's what you want to do. Um, or B, uh, no one ever suggests making it harder for sober people to buy cars in an effort to reduce drunk driving. But that's exactly what we do as it relates to guns. So um, something for some food for thought as you're sitting around your Thanksgiving table talking about, I'm sure, the latest um, gun debate that comes up over Thanksgiving and Christmas and holiday tables around the country. So hopefully you'd be able to uh, articulate that. Um, Also, if you took out the 10 most violent cities of the equation, which are all very highly uh, gun-controlled cities, and most of which make owning and obtaining a firearm very difficult, but if you take out the... 10 most violent cities in America, all of a sudden our murder rate goes down to 202nd out of 218 countries in the world. It is unbelievable. Uh, So obviously some of these high crime cities, uh, which are very gun controlled, by the way, are also contributing to our uh, skewed statistics. So 
Jorge wants to know what I think of the Canic Rival, and I think it's an unbelievable gun for the money. It is so cool. You should come check it out. Um, we have one in stock. We have the all-black version. I think it's it's a game-changer for the money. Optics ready, great trigger, nice package. It's you know got a lot of bells and whistles on it. It's really cool gun. Um, KP says... I know it's probably very soon for this comment, and I apologize in advance if anybody here knows somebody that was hurt in the Apple store in Hingham, but I don't hear politicians calling for the banning of SUVs or background checks in order to drive, and he was uh, he very easily could have taken out 20 or 30 people in one swipe. Yes, I agree. That was a tragedy that happened last week in a local community here. Somebody drove straight through all the way to the back wall of the Apple store, in Hingham and, you know, man, it almost caused the whole building to collapse. There was so much structural damage. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. Uh, people will use whatever weapon is at their disposal when they want to, when they want to kill a lot of people. And it's, it's very, very sad. Um, so yeah, there you have it. Uh, Davey's saying he's waiting for his Christmas bonus next month. He's too broke to buy a new pew on Black Friday. So, all right, well, at least uh, it's considered a gun and waiting, right? Um, <laughs> you're owning it in your mind and in your heart, and at some day it'll be yours. It's nice to have goals and to set uh, obtainable goals, and you obviously have that uh, plan in place. Uh, another question is, are you able to prove an Eagle Arms Lower is pre-banned? And yes, that is something that you can search. There's a lot of databases online that um, give you... Uh, a lot of good references on what the AR cutoff dates are. Uh, I know AR15.com, a forum on there, uh, has it. But um, there's a lot of good databases. You can run the serial number. Um, you can also call Armalite. They are pretty good at um, giving you the born-on date uh, for Eagle Arms because they purchased the Eagle Arms inventory. But I know there is some sort of... Uh, loss of records uh, as it results as it pertains to some pre-banned guns, but I do believe that there is a uh, there is a cutoff date of when that those guns were you know considered pre-banned and post-banned, and it should be pretty easy to figure out. So hopefully that helps. Um, lots of other people are commenting on the knife attack in Canada and stuff, so. Lots of other uh, people in the chat we're just not need to, just not going to be able to get to this week, unfortunately. But thank you for tuning in, and remember the show ends here. But you can always tune in at RapidFireRadio.us for bonus content, or call or text the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120. Do we have the Toby Takes on the World video yet? All right, so stay tuned for some bonus content. I took on Ben from Onsite uh, Firearms Training. Keep up the good fight in your community. Become an advocate in your community. Uh, take someone new to the range uh, and su- support your local uh, gun club or, or gun range. And God bless. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember, as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. God bless. We'll see you next time.